The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Dear friends in Christ, you are God's beloved people who have been called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. When I first came to the La Crosse Area Synod in 1995, Bishop April Larson welcomed the new pastors. She strongly encouraged us to attend the monthly conference gatherings for pa gathering for pastors. She was also very insistent on the importance of participating in weekly text studies. Through the years, I've greatly appreciated getting together with other preachers to share our views and interpretations of upcoming scripture lessons. For years, our weekly text study would be hosted by different pastors as we gathered in person at various ministry sites or homes. In April of 2020, the weekly West Conference text study was forced to pivot. We learned how to meet via Zoom. That practice has continued and I like meeting that way. Interestingly, our current group includes several pastors who have moved and are now serving in Western Minnesota and South Dakota. Every three years, this story about the Canaanite woman goes up in our lectionary cycle. There are often interesting discussions concerning the attitude that Jesus shows initially. I've encountered some strong feelings, especially from some female pastors. I can recall one woman's struggle with this passage. She had real difficulty understanding how Jesus, whom she loves with all her heart, could be so cruel and unfeeling toward a woman the way he appears in this gospel lesson. How we hear God's word is influenced by our cultural and religious context. Culture and religion are significant facts, factors in today's gospel reading. When Jesus is first confronted with a person whose background is different from his own, he reacts negatively. But the woman's persistent faith ultimately results in Jesus granting her wish for healing for her daughter. The context of this encounter is certainly worth noting. Jesus has been in a discussion with the religious leaders of his community. 
He has pointed out that sometimes the Pharisees make their traditional interpretation of what it means to keep God's law work in ways that dishonor God and break God's commandments. One of the Pharisees' traditions made a big deal of correctly washing your hands before you eat. They accused Jesus' disciples of not washing their hands. That issue is what makes a person unclean or defiled. These are religious terms for the Jews of that time that are related to the concept of purity. One had to be pure to properly worship God. There were rites and sacrifices that would be performed to make a person clean in the religious sense. These kinds of distinctions may seem rather silly to us, but it takes on more significance when you realize that what is at stake is who is acceptable to God and who isn't. It becomes a question of insiders and outsiders. Jesus is trying to help people realize that keeping rules is not what makes a person acceptable to God. Rather, for Jesus, it is what's in a person's heart. In some ways, the encounter with the Canaanite woman immediately following this rather detailed discussion of religious distinctions proves to be an object lesson for Jesus and his disciples. Up to this point in the Gospel according to Matthew, the focus of Jesus' ministry and mission has been exclusively to the children of Israel. When he sent out the 12 apostles, Jesus said to them, go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. <coughs> Jesus is the Messiah who had been promised to Israel. Now, when this woman who belongs to a, a group of people who were traditional enemies of Israel comes to him crying for mercy, Jesus acts like he doesn't even hear her. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon, which would be modern-day Lebanon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. This situation was clearly embarrassing for his disciples because we read, his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she keeps shouting after us. Then it kind of seems to me that he is agreeing with the disciples because Jesus answers them, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In this reply, and what he does eventually say to the woman, Jesus sounds like a typical Jewish man of his time. It's almost like Jesus has temporarily forgotten all those places in the Hebrew scriptures where God's blessing is extended to all people. We heard a couple of them this morning as one of the themes of today's reading is, readings is to underline the universal, universality of salvation. For example, Psalm 67 is about good news for everyone. Verse four says it loud and clear, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide all the nations of the earth. The Canaanite woman believed, believed this, just as she believed that Jesus She will not give up easily because she's motivated by love for her daughter. She gets down on her knees in front of Jesus so that he can't ignore her. 
and begs again, begs him again to help her. Instead of the compassion we would normally expect, in terms that sound both sexist and racist to us, he answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Not even this blatant insult could make the woman desist. She will not give up until she receives the mercy she desires so deeply. Perhaps her determination inspired her wisdom because she gives an answer that shows both humility and love. Yes, Lord, she said, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus could no longer ignore her and he could not deny her. He answers, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. The woman's daughter was healed instantly. Jesus and his disciples have seen firsthand that the kingdom of God is for all nations. And if we can, if we can get beyond the off offense, which we too might feel in this passage, we can receive the blessing intended for us. Last Sunday, we heard the story of Jesus walking on the water. Peter, who was considered the leader among the disciples, asked Jesus to command him to come to him on the water. Jesus did, and Peter started walking toward him on the water. But then his faith wavered, and Peter, the rock, started to sink like a stone. As Jesus reached out and kept him from drowning, hauled him into the boat, he said to Peter, you of little faith, why did you doubt? In contrast, today's lesson shows a foreign woman's persistent faith. Jesus says to her, woman, great is your faith. That Palestinian mother is a true hero of the faith. She's a person we should remember and honor. I believe that the contrast between the initial attitude that Jesus shows and his ultimate compliment reveals to us very emphatically that the gospel is indeed for all people. There are times when God's ways are just too far beyond our limited understanding. Most of us will encounter times in our life when it seems like God is ignoring our prayers and maybe even making fun of us. In those difficult times, we need to keep trusting that in the end, God will be merciful to all. The second reading this morning from Romans 11 ends with these words, God has imprisoned all in disobedience so that he may be merciful to all. The passage continues with this conclusion, oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments, how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him to receive a gift in return? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Like the Canaanite woman, we can't give up. Above all, despite the circumstances that we sometimes can't understand, we are called to trust that God will continue to hold us in his eternal love. Amen, in Jesus' name.